What's, What's up, up everybody? everybody? Welcome back to the Mindset Mogul Podcast. We are your hosts, Josh Jacobs and Bradley Moore, and we are back with another episode today. We are going to talk about uh, hiring, building a team for your company. Uh, this is something that me and Brad are both going through right now and figured it's relevant to talk about as we've also gotten questions about this in the past. So um, let's just jump right into it. Um, I think... You know, there's a lot that we could talk about when it comes to hiring and we'll kind of break it down. But like what I'm curious about from you, Brad, because I've never talked to you about this before, and I'm sure we have some similarities and some differences. But like, what are some things that you look for when you are? So basically what I'm trying to ask here is there's something that you look for in an employee before even hiring them, right? And you want to make sure they match the culture. Like, are you looking to see if they match the culture? Are you looking to see if they get the job done? Are you looking to see what their experience level is? Are you looking to see if they're eager to learn? Like, what are the most important things that you look for when you are going to hire somebody? And this is helpful for both an entrepreneur who owns a business and is going to start building a team and also the person who wants to get a job and wants to understand what the employer is looking for from their perspective. So... What I'm going to talk about has to do less with the filtering process, but once you're in the interview, because I find the filtering process, I honestly probably haven't perfected at scale yet, but let's talk about when you get somebody into the interview process. You think you might be onto somebody that's the right fit. I think these things, what I'm saying applies generally to knowledge roles more so, skill, you know, skilled roles more so than if you're hiring for somebody who's going to be hard worker, consistent, reliable, and something that is, you know, not in front of a computer. Let's just I draw that like distinction. But if you're doing most of your work in front of a computer, talking with people, you know, deploying creativity in your job, this is how I think about bringing these people on board. And so the first thing on your point about culture, I don't think you can actually, in most cases, get a good read on that from interviews because everybody knows the right stuff to say. You should still ask the standard, call them psychology questions and like have people talk about their background and have them talk about what their values are and those types of things. And if they can't talk about that in a cohesive way, then they haven't prepared, which is like, a, should be a big flag for you. But I look at that as table stakes that everybody is, everybody has the capability to say the right things in an interview. So immediately there, especially for higher stakes interviews, you got to take some of that with a grain of salt. And so the two things when I'm in a conversation with somebody that are the most important to me is one, doing... Someone give you a deep dive... Like someone will go through the resume and be like, here's what I've done. Where you really want to dig in with them is like, what did you do exactly in that role? Like walk me through your day-to-day, get granular. Where did you win? Where did you lose? And how did that move the needle in the business? And have them speak specifically to like what their role in that was. Because you'll find a lot of people were like on a team that did something, but what did they actually do on that team? Looks very different than the capability set of what you actually need for this role. So they can talk about this like high level version of what happened, but they can't actually get into like the rigorous detail. And so take, you want to do, the more time I can spend on like a detailed history of what they did and exactly how they did it and what the impact was, that is a great filter for like called a BS meter on what somebody's actually good or not good at. The second thing on challenging or not challenging, but bringing out of somebody their capability to do the job is 
treat them like they already work for you and talk through problems that you're facing right now in that job today and hear how they think about approaching it. And so call it like a case study of literally just think about the problems that you're facing in the business right now that pertain to the role that they're going to come into, the pain points, and start having them solve with you live what that looks like. You can take it a step further and actually have case studies built for problems they may face in that job. And you can honestly even give this to people days ahead of time. And that is even more telling if they come in and how prepared they are to talk about the problems your business is facing and how they would go about solving them. And so I find that like getting to the the realities of what work they've done and try like really digging in on that and then how they would handle the true problems of today's job, not what their work philosophy is like you know, communication is important. I don't care. Like, I don't need to hear that. What I need to hear is like how you're going to deploy and what a framework for communication looks like to break down silos across like the business units that you're overseeing or whatever it is. Then the piece on culture, because it's really important and you want to get a beat on what, what like, uh, you know, how people fit into their business. I think references are crap because like, you know, There's one thing I got this from my partner in terms of how he handles references. He'll ask about people's work styles and like he'll ask creative questions on reference calls that like can kind of bring people's guards down to try and get to the root of how that person operates to see if it is the same as what they told you in their interview. And like if there's any like if it doesn't add up, there could be something there that's a flag. But generally, references are just going to tell you good things. And so actually yeah. back-channeling, just getting clearance from the person. Can I go talk to anybody I can find in your network? Which is like really easy to do today because of LinkedIn. And also, if you're hiring somebody who's in like a similar industry as you, you can probably find people that have worked with them that aren't on the reference list to go talk to and get the real story. And so that back-channeling for me is how you do the cultural filter is like, don't take anyone's word for it. Cause it's the easiest thing to, to talk fluffy about. Yeah. I love what you said too, about giving people the case studies days in advance. One of the things that uh, we do for our business when we're hiring is we'll tell people, Hey, give us, give us a sample. Uh, like we'll give them an assignment, you know, like, yes, we'll go through the interview process. Yes. We'll ask things, but at the end we'll say, Hey, show us what you're capable of. And this is what we're going to require you to do in this position. Let me give you a a, a little bit of uh, tap. Let me give you some tasks to complete and let me see how you complete them. Um, and that, to be honest with you, gives me the best idea of who is going to be the guest, best candidate because you could tell right away based on their work if they know what they're doing, number one, if they fit what you're looking for. And that's the best way to really determine if somebody's going to be able to do the work or not. You obviously can't give tasks like that for every single job, but there are a lot of uh, roles where you could actually tell people, Hey, take the next few days and work on these things and uh, come back to me and let me know, you know, let me take, let me review them. So I agree with you there. I think that for us has been the most helpful, um, especially when it comes to, you know, hiring outside of America, because I know at least in my business, there's, we hire Americans and then we hire overseas talent and hiring overseas talent is, I mean, there's, there's, there's tricky parts about both of them, but I find that hiring overseas talent, people are open to just showing you their work. And, um, 
to me, that is incredibly valuable. Um, we found some really great hires by just giving them tasks and uh, reviewing their work before ever accepting them as employment. So anyways, moving on from the interview process, I guess, do you have anything in place for once somebody starts? Because like you said, everybody knows the answers to the questions. Everybody knows what to say. When you really find out how somebody works is when they start working with you. Do you have any sort of like, you know, I know, I know certain friends who have businesses who they say within two weeks, if you are not, you know, if you don't fit the culture, like we're going to let you go within four weeks. If you're not, you know, producing, we're going to let you go within three months. Like they have these probationary periods almost, or these review periods. Do you have anything like that? Or have you thought about doing anything like that in your own business? Yeah. On the probationary period front, we, we technically have that in place for consultants and our business is a little bit harder because it really comes down to like feedback from the clients, at least we're where we're hiring right now. It's, um, but there is just, it's a conversation up front about getting running room in the business and filling into the role. And then there's just extra scrutiny. There's like one layer more of the calls we watch, the feedback that is solicited from the the clients themselves that we're serving. That that like level of scrutiny is much higher at the beginning. And you don't just trust when that person says that this is going well or yeah, that when they say it's going well, that there's a double check that happens across the board on things, um, you know, tools we have. We every call we record between our consultants and our clients, going and checking those, and then having conversations with those clients to make sure everything is going smooth. And so, yeah, there's an extra extra level of scrutiny there. Another thing we do, depending on the role, I've got a couple of key players in the business that I think define the culture well, and they are cultural carriers in the business, and. They'll actually they'll be involved in the interview process, but then also early on, they will either mentor or just get like an outsized amount of exposure to this new person to help validate that things are going to work out. Because at this point, I fully trust those people and their opinion of how the business is operating. Uh, you always got to take that with like a grain of salt and make sure that like it can't just be one person in your business's opinion if they do or don't like somebody cuz for whatever reason that that you know that mix can happen but if i can if i have two people that are trusted within the business currently that quickly form an opinion that's negative i generally treat that as a red flag yeah we have uh i don't really have like a specific probationary period like i mentioned some of my friends have earlier i think the way i look at it is if somebody comes in and they fit the culture, because I'm a big believer that like if you you have to fit the culture, because if you don't fit the culture, even if you're a great employee, you're not going to last a long time. So my belief is if somebody comes in, they fit the culture, they're willing to do the work, they they believe in the mission, and they're willing to learn and they're coachable. Even if they're not the greatest in the first month or whatever, first two months. I will put effort into training that person because they fit the culture. They fit, they see the mission. They're willing to be coachable and to work. Whereas if somebody comes in and they do, if they do excellent work from, from day one, like they're staying, but 
if they are doing mediocre work and I see, and just like I was saying, I see them either they could be coachable and they could learn, but let's say they don't fit the culture and they don't see the mission and they don't, you know, just give you that feeling of, of they're with us. Um, then I'll let them go quickly because I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to waste our time. And, um, you know, I think one of the biggest things to, as we kind of transition to after hiring and after the probationary period, I think one of the most important things as an employer is to never, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Never break a bridge. I forgot. Never, uh, never burn a bridge, never burn a bridge with an employee for a couple of reasons. Number one, you should always be trying to help people. Even if you don't agree with your employer, even if they didn't do the best work for you or whatever, maybe they're just not in the right role. So try to help them find a role where they'll fit better. Uh, Number two, you may have a role for them that opens up in three years from now. You never know. They may be the perfect person in three years from now from something that you have to do. Uh, They may have friends that they can refer to you. And you also obviously don't want anybody talking trash about you as an employer. So I would say never burn a bridge. Always try to help them be as upfront as possible throughout your hiring process, throughout your probationary period, that if things don't work out, there's no bad blood between us. We just treat this as strictly business and you're going to have to go and we're going to help you, but that's the way it's going to be. And as long as you're super upfront about things, like you're... It, it it never is easy firing somebody and it always sucks firing somebody, but it's a lot easier to do it when you're completely transparent throughout the whole process. And they know at the end of the day, if it's going to work or not. So, um, yeah, I would just say, you know, as far as transparency goes and whether they are a fit or they're not a fit, it always helps to just come from the the approach of being helpful. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. I know we wanted to do a quick episode today on this, but, uh, I think your point on transparency throughout the process, even when it's the tough and it's not the way you wanted it to go, there is an elegant way to end most relationships. And there's probably something to it. And I think I probably failed at the past, but setting the proper expectation and making sure that throughout the process, people know where they stand and it's not blindsided at the end. And basically, this is what you're saying in terms of transparency. That's when people get pissed off and disgruntled is when you're blindsided. When yeah. you're letting people know, like, this is the process. This is what you're evaluated against. Three weeks in, it's not working well. You let them know, hey, this is not going great. This is what the path forward is going to look like. And it could be one of those paths is that you won't be employed here anymore. Like people tend to respond to that much, much better than, uh, than you trying to sweep it under the rug and then make a decision and not really just face, face the situation as it is. Yeah. Um, all right. I think this was great. I think this is a power 15 minutes. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I hope you guys got value out of this episode. If whether you're an employer looking to build your team or you're an employee just wanting to know a little bit more about how employers think about the hiring process, uh, I hope you got value out of this. If you did, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching there, leave us a comment with your question. If you want us to answer it, like the video. You can also email a question to support at mindsetmogul.com. If you're listening on Apple, Google, Spotify, please follow the show and leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it.
With that being said, thank you so much. We will see you in the next episode. Take care. Take care.